0: welcome back to another episode of explain it slowly
1: explain it slowly
0: slowly so uh for anyone who is just tuning in uh this is a podcast where i would ask uh dimitri uh a topic and he doesn't know the topic in advance
1: i do not lynn has a nice long list and i do not have access to that so it's a surprise
0: right and yeah and he'll do his best to explain it to me Slowly. Slowly. So a few weeks ago, we had a friend on and turns out during the whole recording, he was misleading us with some of the facts and some he embellished very nicely. And (laughs) we did not know until the end that some of the facts were not true like we're not mad or anything like that since uh for this podcast it's all about educating ourselves and learning new things we'd like to stick to the facts so i would like to add a new rule if we didn't have one already
1: we have currently no rules okay well so this now is... we have a rule one of one
0: right and that is to not make up any facts i guess if you don't know it you don't know it
1: yeah and we'll do our best like we can probably end up lying unintentionally because you remember what you remember and you are darn positive of what you remember sometimes, even though it might be completely made up because memory is silly that way. Uh, so we'll do our best to kind of stick to what we believe to be true and not try to mislead or sneaky sneaky uh, <laughs> an alternate storyline uh, into canon reality. Um So... If we do get things wrong, uh, there is a button in your favorite podcast player. I'm sure it exists. It's probably in the bottom <laughs> right, left, top ish, um, and it's called show notes. And in those show notes, we'll be sure to list out anything uh, that we got slightly incorrect or more uh, links so that we can learn more about a given topic that we were talking about, uh, etc. So do seek out those show notes. We do. We do add them to almost every episode in fact every episode has one Mm -hmm. Uh, and quite a few episodes have uh, like errata that corrects anything that we did get wrong
0: right okay so with that said let's go into our topic for today which is what is vpn
1: okay so uh let's uh let's go ahead and start with the concept of our local network at home Okay. Okay. We have all our computers at home. Everything is fine and dandy. If you're at one computer, you can access all the other ones that are at home, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's super convenient. Sometimes you have files on a different computer that you want to access. Uh, that's basically all people do on a network is kind of fetch files from each other, um, and and that that works well. Businesses like to do this as well. Uh, so they have everyone in the business can kind of access everyone else's computers and there are special computers called file servers where files are located and stuff like that um and this is private to that business if you are on the internet you can't access any of this stuff it's only when you are at the business's location that you can kind of access these other things by being on the same network does that make sense so far
0: is it kind of like having access to like an ip address like that IP address is private, only those who have who knows it can access it? No,
1: so uh, this is very much secluded from the outside world. So the outside world, basically the internet, does not know that any of these computers exist or any of that. So before we get to a VPN, I'm just talking about like a business has its own network and those computers on that network can see each other. When they're on that network, does that make sense?
0: Right, but I I'm not too sure I understand what it what network means. Are you referring to like like for instance, if you're trying to when you go to someone else's house and you're like you log hey, into
1: their Wi Fi, right? Well,
0: you log into the Wi Fi and that that I guess that
1: puts you on their network,
0: and that network is often I guess that is the network, right? Their their Wi Fi or their internet connection is a network.
1: No, it's not. Their internet connection is not the network. The Wi-Fi is letting you access their network, and their network has an internet connection. Does that make sense? Okay. Like, the details are a little different, uh, but it's important to get them accurate uh, because it gets more complicated. So, at a basic level, uh, you sign into someone's Wi-Fi, you join their network. At home, you have your own Wi-Fi. At work, you might have another Wi-Fi. Or, Or an Ethernet jack or something. So
0: all you really need to tap into someone else's network is just be able to connect to their internet?
1: Not their internet, but their local network.
0: Their local network.
1: It doesn't have to be connected to the internet. That's the key piece.
0: No, but what I'm saying is that like we have a lo- our local network at home, which connects m- all my computer to yours and like, all the hard drives that we have. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is like if someone comes to our house and join our Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. that means they now have access to my computer or your computer because it's connected to our n- local network.
1: So in, in the simplest of scenarios, yes. In the more complicated of scenarios, we have multiple networks at home. We have our network and we have a guest network. And both of those networks have access to the internet, Uh but they don't have access to each other. Well, our network can access the guest network, but not vice versa. So they, they are very, very intentionally separated.
0: Okay, so, okay, okay. I'm still kind of vaguely confused, but it's okay. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> okay.
1: So that is what's called a private network. Okay? Okay. So it's private to those who join it. Um, now, uh, everyone is now working from home. You don't want to go into work to access the stuff that's at work, right? Right. Okay. In the past, you would have had to get in your car, drive over, connect a cable, and now you're on the work network. But... That is not super convenient for everyone, especially when you're not within driving distance of your work. Uh, and sometimes you need access right away. So you can use something called a VPN or a virtual private network. And what a VPN does is it gives you a connection to, say, your work's network and allows your computer to securely access everything that's on that network. So you would sign in to your work's VPN And then your computer will configure itself to basically trick everything that's running on your computer into thinking that you are on the works network in addition to your home network. Does that make sense? Ah. So uh, with a VPN, you can, of course, access stuff that's at work. um, And that is very convenient. Now, nowadays, I would say it's become very popular uh, because of certain things. So... Uh, let's go back a little and say you are watching Netflix, okay? Mm -hmm. You're looking at all your shows and everything is uh, dandy and fine. And then you decide to, say, uh, go on a trip and you go to France, for example. And all of a sudden, you open up your computer and you go to Netflix and the selection is different. You don't have access to the same movies. You don't have access to the same shows. In fact, all of a sudden, you have access to a bunch of French content because you're in france right okay so these companies video streaming services they have licensing rights within certain regions uh so for instance if you are in the u.s you have access to american movies but Mm -hmm. not french movies if you're in france you have access to french movies but not american movies and this is because the people who made the movie uh they are uh they are penny pushers and they want to maximize their revenue in whatever way possible. Uh, So they only give a limited license to, like, Netflix for a certain country. Same thing with, like, anime, for instance. If you are in Japan, Crunchyroll just does not work. But if you are not in Japan, Crunchyroll will give you access to a certain amount of shows. Um, And if you're in a different country, you might get a different selection. Uh, So all of these video streaming services, they basically tell where you are based on what IP you're using to access them. Because based on your IP, it will go ahead and basically access a server that's close to you. And the server that's close to you would be located in the US or located in France or located in Japan. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So this means that you are kind of region locked. Even though we no longer use DVDs with region locking, we're still region locked. Uh, to where we are with regard to streaming services. Now, VPNs, turns out, are a great way around this limitation because what you can do is you can sign into, say you're in France, you can sign into a VPN that's located in the United States. So your connection on your computer will first go to that VPN that's in the United States, and then that VPN will make the connection to Netflix. And Netflix will be like, hey, looks like they're in the United States because the VPN server is in the United States, and therefore Netflix will give you access to the American shows. Mm -hmm. Or vice versa, if you're in the U.S. and you wanted the French shows, you would sign up for a VPN that's located in France, or one that has servers in France, and you can connect to a French server, and the French server will go ahead and connect to Netflix. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so VPNs became a very uh, common Uh, because of this fact, because people want to watch stuff that they're not quote-unquote allowed to watch, uh, they would sign up for a VPN, and then all of a sudden the services that they already pay for suddenly have access to different sets of content based on the VPN. Now, things are slower, because now all your traffic has to not just go directly across the globe, but it also has to go to an intermediary first before it can get to where you want it to go to netflix and vice versa uh so things get more limited your internet speed is not as fast because basically you want to try to access a server that's really close to you which is why netflix has servers all around the world basically so that way there's sure to be one that's close to you for you to access
0: do you choose uh like like when you purchase or when you subscribe to vpn Mm -hmm. do you like tell it like where you want to access things from or
1: yeah usually that's like the vpn companies they know what's up so they make this easily accessible for you to get access to stuff in different countries like they know that's what people use this for
0: no i know but like i'm wondering like how like let's say you're in the u.s and you want to and you live here and you Mm -hmm. want to access have more access to uh french movies Mm -hmm. so that means you need to tap into the vpn that is located in france yeah but how do you as a customer know to where to go in order to do that
1: well you would pick a vpn company and you'd see if they have servers in france Like, I'd imagine this being the primary use of VPNs in this context, they have a list. They would tell you.
0: <laughs> oh, so they would probably list, like, subscri- so then within VPN, there are, like, sub categories or sub, like, mm-hmm. services that you have to sign up for in order to access certain places?
1: Well, remember, VPN is just a concept. So a business would run a VPN server for its employees to access that business. In this context, a company, random company, decides, oh, I'm going to run a VPN server for anyone who wants to give me money, and they can use my VPN server. And it gives them access to the internet, not their business.
0: So VPN is not one thing, it's just... uh...
1: It's a concept more than anything or protocol. So
0: anything can be called a VPN. It's not like it's a specific thing.
1: Well, it is a specific thing. It's virtual private networking, which means that you can tell you can trick your computer into thinking it's part of a different network. That's what it is. Now, how that's implemented, there are all sorts of different ways to implement that.
0: I guess, is, is is this a way for people to, to avoid censorship? Sen- censorship? Yes. Censorship.
1: Yes. So, for instance, a lot of VPNs, they operate on a given port number. So, I don't know them off the top of my head. But it's very obvious that this connection is for VPN traffic. All those VPNs are actually illegal in China and they're inaccessible. China's big giant firewall will prevent you from accessing those. Right. Okay, so there are different kinds of VPNs that are now done over encrypted traffic, so encrypted HTTP traffic, for instance, which is a regular website, mind you. So a regular website uses port 443, which is for encrypted traffic for the web, and a VPN can use that same port to make its connection, which means that the Great Firewall of China has no clue that you're using a VPN rather than trying to access a regular website that's not in China. So if you wanted to use a VPN from China, for instance, to access YouTube, YouTube, which is illegal in China and inaccessible, then you could go ahead and do so, assuming that the Chinese firewall does not know about your specific VPN, which at a certain point becomes a game of whack-a-mole because more and more of these VPN companies can come up at any time and there's no way to block them all.
0: Okay, so recap what VPN is. So it's just uh, a private company or whoever wants to set it up to provide you access to websites or resources that is outside of your region.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what they're used for now. In the business context, it's whatever's in your office, basically. That's the region. But yeah, you got the you got the gist of it. Okay. Okay. So uh, moving forward. VPNs are also used for security. Say you go to Starbucks and there's a Wi-Fi at Starbucks. That Wi-Fi does not have a password. No. This has the unfortunate side effect that all connections on that Wi-Fi are no longer encrypted. No. Meaning that someone else at that same Wi-Fi can very feasibly see everything that you are browsing that's unencrypted.
0: At that moment, right? At that moment. Not throughout throughout your entire... So while
1: you're there, you log into Wikipedia, for instance, uh, and you look at some Wikipedia pages. Someone will be able to see that unless you're accessing the... Uh, HTTPS version of Wikipedia. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay, now let's say your bank uh, does a very bad job at security and they do not have an HTTPS version mm-hmm. or more realistically your email does not connect with um, HLS uh, not HLS, uh, TLS which is called Transport Layer Security it's what encrypts everything. So your email not encrypted, your bank's website potentially not encrypted depending on how mainstream they are all sorts of things are still not encrypted And a problem is that if you're at Starbucks, all this non-encrypted traffic is now visible to everyone else on that Starbucks network. that makes sense? So what you can do is you can use a VPN to make sure that everything you access is now secure and encrypted because your connection to the VPN is encrypted. And then the VPN can go ahead and make the insecure connection to wherever it needs to do it. Does that make sense?
0: hmm
1: okay so as you can imagine this has the downside of that vpn that you chose has access to everything that you access on the internet does that make sense yeah so if you are now accessing your email and your shoddy bank website through that vpn that vpn all of a sudden they have access to your account information for your bank they have access to your email username and password All sorts of things. So that's not ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to caution everyone who's listening. Be very careful about which VPNs you select uh, because it's very possible that they run a side business where they collect information like this and they sell it to the highest bidder Um, and oftentimes when it comes to accounts and credit cards um anything that you buy online you're not going to notice immediately that something went wrong it's going to be months later all of a sudden stuff is not going so well in terms of everyone is accessing your accounts and stuff like that so it's something that you should be very careful about
0: how do you know if a vpn is secure or not
1: that's a good question isn't it
0: right because i mean like people sell your information like everywhere Mm -hmm. like it's so you know like pervasive you, yeah you may you may do your best to like not post your personal stuff online or anything like that but like if someone's gonna steal your information they're gonna steal it and most likely your information that's already out there
1: mm-hmm. that
0: someone or many someone's already owned the li- like that mm-hmm. list you know yeah
1: so there's that information but then there's also your credit card and your bank account
0: which i'm sure someone already have all that well too. no they
1: don't because if they had they would have emptied accounts so that's that is something that is possible and that happens quite quickly once the right person gets access to that account information. Um, so you want to be very careful with what VPN you use, what kind of traffic you configure your computer to go to send over that VPN, uh, especially if you're at home all the time like you don't necessarily need a VPN to um, you don't necessarily need a VPN to make sure that um, Everything is secure, right?
0: Mhm. I don't know. Do you?
1: Okay, so it's it's very important that you pick the right VPN, and unfortunately, I cannot tell you how to pick one VPN over another in terms of which is most secure. Something I can bring up, uh, though, is something that's uh, quite interesting that Apple is doing, um, and Apple is doing something called uh, a private relay. Uh, with anyone who pays for iCloud storage. So what this does is it employs two services, one being Apple's and one being of a third-party company. So your connection is going to go through Apple's service and then the third-party company's service, and then it will make its connection to wherever it needs to go. And it's going to do this in quite an ingenious way. So basically... Apple's service, Apple's server basically that you're connecting to, it knows who you are. It knows where your connection is coming from. But the information that it's receiving is all encrypted in such a way that that machine, that server, cannot decrypt anything. Now, the third party service, which Apple's uh, server sends information to, that one doesn't know who you are. Like you're not making a connection to it, Apple is. But the information that you encrypted ahead of time that Apple's service can't access, that service can decrypt it. So what this enables is Apple to know who you are, but not what traffic you're trying to send or receive. And that third-party service to not know who you are, but to know what that traffic is. And what this enables is actually some pretty good security because That third-party service, is not that specific server is not going to be the same one for the subsequent connection and your email and your bank. None of it is going to be tied to any individual, so they can't actually know who is accessing what. Meanwhile, Apple's service knows who you are. You're making all your connections to that thing, but it doesn't know what any of the traffic is. It doesn't know that you're accessing your email or your bank account or any of this or that. Um, so, it's quite the ingenious solution, assuming they're telling the truth and that that's actually how it's set up. Um, and Apple, being one of the largest companies, like they are under a certain amount of scrutiny to not lie in those contexts. So, uh, that might be something that is more interesting in terms of VPNs for people who are VPN adverse.
0: So, you're saying that Apple and this third-party service but Mm -hmm. Apple enlists this third-party service right so you said the third-party service doesn't know who you are but knows the information but they don't know who you are but with the information they can figure out who you are now
1: it depends so that information might be piecemeal it might just be a small amount or it might be part of a larger amount of uh, information that you are accessing Uh, So ultimately, it's up to websites that you're accessing to actually secure your information, like your email provider, your bank website. It's it's on them to do the right thing for their customers. But this helps disassociate things somewhat, specifically from your internet provider. They won't know what you're trying to access anymore. Because anything that you access, even though you're at home all the time, and they would have been able to make a very specific profile on you They no longer have that ability because all of a sudden all your traffic going out is all encrypted. Mm. Apple, meanwhile, doesn't get to know what you're accessing. They just know that it's coming from you. And the third-party service doesn't know who's accessing what. It just knows what information that's unencrypted is being accessed.
0: Unencrypted?
1: Yeah, so anything that's encrypted, they won't be able to decrypt magically. so you're saying
0: so you're saying the information that's being transmitted or being accessed only parts of it is encrypted and parts of it is not
1: yeah so imagine if you go to http colon slash slash apple.com that's unencrypted whereas if you go to https colon slash slash apple.com that's encrypted that s means that it's secure
0: no i get it but what i'm trying to ask is that like you said if you're trying to access your email or look something up on your email, mm-hmm. this third-party service doesn't know what you're looking up, or it only know bits and pieces of that information. It that would you're only looking know up? bits and
1: pieces, yeah. So if it's unencrypted email, which you might have an email at not Gmail, not Yahoo, at some weird oh. thing, it would be unencrypted,
0: right? But it, like, like I'm trying to access my Gmail account and look mm-hmm. up something there
1: mm-hmm. so
0: which part of that would it know then if if it's only bits and pieces what if it knows the bit that is important, important.
1: then there's nothing you can do about that again so that is up so to, then
0: why why not make the entire thing encrypted so then it doesn't know what information it is
1: it depends on your email service provider to uh, allow that connection to be encrypted
0: So then is it random, the the information that is encrypted and not encrypted? Like every time it's just random?
1: No. If you use Gmail, it's encrypted. If you use at 123EasyEmail.com, it might not be encrypted. Does that make sense? Okay. It really depends on who is giving you your email. So uh, that has been your whirlwind tour of VPNs, aka Virtual Private Networks they allow you to access other things virtually
0: that people can spy on you from
1: yeah depending on who you use uh, which vpn service you use so be careful out there don't don't get too caught up on your favorite show to mistakenly give out your bank uh credentials to coo Coop. be sure to uh, check us out on Twitter at Lin and Dimichan, Chan. So that's L-I-N-H-A-N-D-D-I-M-I-C-H-A-N, uh, to get to know when we come out with new episodes and be sure to, uh, if you haven't already downloaded Apple Podcasts, download Apple Podcasts just to five-star review our show. That way people can find us there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm pointing out an enthusiasm, uh, even though no one can see me um as as one does while recording podcasts
0: okay bye
1: bye bye